Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Bewitching the Home. I am so honored and so excited to have the Angela Mary Magic on with us today. I remember the first time I saw Angela Mary Magic. It was at a gathering of the Witches Confluence, and she was creating a spell and doing brew work. And her voice and her energy was so seductive. And it made me just kind of dive into her and want more. And I just knew I had to befriend her. I knew she needed to be part of my life. And so I invited her on to my Patreon membership group as a guest on Sacred Sundays, which was a gathering that we used to do on Sundays. I would bring on a tarot deck creator or an oracle deck creator, and we would just discuss their cards. We would talk about their inspiration. We would talk about the things that got them stuck, the things that challenged them. And then we would pull live cards with the deck and the creator. It was just a magical, magical event that we had. And when I created this podcast, I just knew she had to be on here so that I can share her with all of you. A little bit more about Angela's. Angela Mary Magic is a creatrix of Moon Baby Magic Tarot Altaloon Sensual Oracle Cards. You can find their worldwide coven on YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, and their newsletter, Love Notes for Creativity, Community, Magic, Relaxation, and Spirituality. Angela is a witch, a mama, emergent artist, community organizer, educator, lifelong student and reviewer at Indie Deck Review, Angela Mary Magic is incredibly honored to have been the femme of Modern Witches Confluence on Halloween of 2021. In this enchanting episode, Angela shares with me how she found her forever home. We talk about the magic of home. She shares her home's name. We also talk about the center of the home and how that truly is the goal of unity, self-love, health, and wellness. And her center just happens to be the kitchen, which is incredible and just magical. We dive into her personal practices with the moon and how she is able to harness that energy into her brews, into her food that supports her and her family. I'm also so honored to have shared with her the importance of her friendship and how it truly saved my Patreon. And she brought me out of a space when I was burnt out and just stuck. Our friendship has actually evolved into this podcast. So I get to share that with her. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome to Bewitching the Home where we explore holistic interior design and its influence on all areas 
of our mind, body, and spirit. We discuss practices in creating sacred space in alignment with our higher selves and feature conversational explorations with special guests and ventures through the realm of mindfulness, holistic approaches to design, wellness in the home, and sustainability. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. We are in for a treat. We have Angela Mary Magic here to join us. I'm so thrilled and beyond excited um, to have you with us. But before we start, I would love to just bring us all back into our bodies, bringing us us into the present moment. And today I'm um, working with the um, sound bowl here. And if you're um, watching on video, you can see how beautiful that iridescence. Yeah, and it it totally connects with your backdrop and and the purples and all of that that's behind you. So can't get enough of the holographic too, and you didn't. Yes, yes, yes. And this is the sacral chakra that we're working with um, in this bowl. So. into our bodies welcome into the space um i like i said i'm just thrilled to have angela here i'm going to light our candle um we both have a candle on both of our ends yes we're lighting um we're gonna light a match and our candle i created the speedswax candle on the winter solstice it's and anointed it with um herbs and cedar trees and our fir tree from the from our christmas tree so it's absolutely gorgeous and whenever i light a candle i always always say that i am alerting our spirit guides of our presence and our openness we're listening and we're ready to receive the messages that are meant for us this is such a beautiful candle it's adorned so gorgeously it's got a really soft little firelight. And oh my goodness, look at it emerging. For those of you that are gathered on YouTube, you can see the way that this is emerging. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for this gift. Oh my God. You're so welcome. Yeah, they kind of slowly open up as soon as it hits that wax and then it starts to list. Okay. Come forward. It's just beautiful. <sighs> And we've also got our brews happening. Um, I would love to know what you're sipping on. What do you have? What concoction do you have? I've always got a yummy witch's brew. I was raised on it. Honestly, like every morning I could hear the kettle whistle in my childhood. And then after dinner every night, and I've got a big family. I'm I'm one of nine kids. And so oh every night after dinner, we would have like a herbal tea as well. So I just have such a sweet spot for herbal tea. But this is new to me. And it's from Clarity. It's called Roseberry. And it's got everything that we need right now for this like midwinter vibe. It's got rose petals, 
blueberries, cherries, rose hips, blue mallow blossoms, strawberry leaves, and raspberry leaf. And it's so gorgeous. It's so tasty. And I put local honey in it as well. That's amazing. And I have Paru's Daisy Wild, which is a wild green tea with daisy chrysanthemums. And just... (laughs) Yes, and I, I put it in this beautiful clear um, teapot so that you can see the daisies are sort of floating around. It's and gorgeous. The leaves are open. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's beautiful. So beautiful. I love chrysanthemums. are so aromatic. What does it taste like? Mm-hmm. It is. Let's try it. That color. Epic. Yeah, it's just like a beautiful clean, but it does have this beautiful floral aroma to it. I mean, yeah. It's just soft. It just has like the soft texture on my tongue, which is really, really cool on the color. Yeah. It's like a citrine. Ooh. Yeah, it does look like that. Yeah. It's got like this almost like a rose gold color to it. And it's really just giving me like that pretty, gorgeous, love yourself vibe that I need so much right now. <sighs> yes. 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 And then we also are pulling a card, and I, of course, am pulling your Moonbeamy Magic tarot deck um, that Miss Angela (laughs) has created. Um, You've got the first edition on your hands right there, my love. Do I? Yeah, that's the first edition box, and then the third and final edition box, um, we did, like, as a crowdfunding, we did a special... That was a stretch goal that's got this, like, slide-out tray. So that's what's available now. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for pulling from a Moon Baby Magic Tarot. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I'm going to do the same. I need some support today, too. Absolutely. I love your readings, Rachel. Honestly, you're such a gift. And I just feel like your intuition is next level right now, too. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. So I always read my cards right side up. So this did come in reverse in case anybody wants to to read it in that, that direction. But I like to turn mine over. And I got the Knight of Caves. Feast. Good. And I pulled the Ace of Waves Conception. So I love that. It's like we're nourishing ourselves with these elixirs. And that feels like the feast. But the knights in tarot are the helpers. <laughs> So we're literally nourishing our body so our body can be there for ourselves and be our own helper. And then the Ace of Waves, I mean, that's perfect because Aces are about new beginnings. I feel like this is almost like consecrating the beauty of your intention with your new podcast. This is really special. Thank you. Yes. And, And the Knight of Caves, you know, this corresponds to the Knight of Pentacles is that correct? And um, yeah, so I've really been taking this new venture slowly and being very patient and taking it one step at a time. My personality is to like dive in full force and just light everything on fire and I just go, go, go until I burn out. So this is this is huge medicine for me, especially to just take it, take it slow and be very intentional. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Well, it's such a gift that we can have this time because with podcasts, 
It's about how we care for ourselves when we're doing those simple, practical things like folding laundry or taking a nice walk. When we're being there for the body of our home, the body of our life or our families. And I just feel like you're giving yourself that medicine you need. I certainly need it big time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And just speaking of you know, the the everyday and our rituals. Um, what do, what does home look like for you right now? What is what is the the feeling of home and and what's happening? You know, I mean there's so many ways of looking at home for me because I live in my hometown and I'm raising my two teenagers with my sweetheart that's their other parent in my hometown. And so we've lived in our home, which is like your simple open floor plan, kind of like California ranch style, single story, you know, hold the sack home. All of that could look really mundane and unremarkable. But the sacredness of caring for a home that's from the 60s, you know, it's got that mid-century vibe to it. Wow. Um, And being the steward, I'm the third person that's owned this house, so that's not very many people. And just letting the house kind of almost help me raise these kids as they're older teens now and they're heading out the door. I rely on this house more than ever. I work at home. And since the old pandemonium, my sweetheart has um, started working at home as well. So with the kids, they were home last year. So all four of us under the same roof needed to (laughs) let this house in its open floor plan breathe and find new ways for us to exist. It was no longer the place that we just crashed at the end of the day and made a meal and put on the TV and all those things. Now it needed to be a place for us to care for each other in our uncertainty. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I'm a home person anyways, and I've always worked at home, always. So for me, I needed this house to teach me how to make more space emotionally for my family to come in and wait the whole time. And it's been super, super interesting. I'll tell you what, oh the sacredness of listening to the compass rows of the four directions of mm-hmm. north, south, east, and west has been massively helpful. I just moved my workspace into the far west corner, and it's okay. the embodiment of that Ace of Waves card. Yeah. Very, letting myself be really nurtured and really emotionally pleased by the place that I'm working. And I used lighting and plants and screens and sacred objects that I love to give me like this feeling of like a a warm cocoon. So honestly, home is just change, man. It's it's I gotta be ready to be flexible. And this house has helped me. Uh, I call her Mary, and she's help she's helping me raise these kids and helping me keep my mind right. Ugh. I love that you have a name for her. Um, how long have you have you known her name, and and when did you set the intention, or did it just come immediately? Or? Immediately, um, it, it's a combination of like the name of this neighborhood, the name of the street, mm-hmm. the name of everything, and my middle name's Mary. You know, I'm a Mary person, 
Um, I raise my kids at the altar of nature, right? So we are yeah. more in like earth based spirituality, but I was raised in that big Irish Catholic family. And when my son was a newborn, this is a true story. He was four months yeah. old. Um, I met my dad at church for Ash Wednesday. And when we left, the, the rain started falling and my son fell asleep in the car and I was a new mom. And it was the yeah. first time I was like alone with my son when he fell asleep in the car. And I said, oh, I've seen all these commercials where you just drive around with your kid. He was an awesome right. sleeper. I totally didn't need to do <laughs> oh it. Oh my gosh, he looked out. <laughs> like driving the streets of where I live it, by the beach in Orange County. And I started realizing where we lived, which was a beautiful, it was our very first home that we bought. It was a freeway home, you know, the homes that were physically moved by horse-drawn oh, carriage off of spaces yeah. so you could build the freeway. So this is a freeway home. It was a 1932 gorgeous little hacienda home, oh. but it was only two bedrooms. And I, I just so woke cute. up that day while my kid was sleeping to realize, oh my goodness, like I want to hold hands on the way to kindergarten. It just occurred mm -hmm. to me. So we started driving the streets and honestly, it was a weird time in the economy way back then, 17, almost 18 years ago. There wasn't a lot of houses on the market. It was February and we just Good saw night. this house and I just, you know, called my hubby and just was like, guess what? <laughs> Come on up, sweetie. We found it. Phone calls. I, I found my forever home. That's what I was calling oh, my home. So, um, you know, we moved two months later on my son's six-month birthday, like on wow. the day before. So that would have been, if it was Ash Wednesday, we moved the mm -hmm. day before Easter. So it was just 40 days, right? Isn't that 40 days? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I, I just find it so fascinating, you know, yeah, about how these houses, our homes call us and they draw us in. I'm just thinking about all the homes that I've been in and they, you know, have been ones to pull us in, to, to magnetize us for whatever reason. How do you do it? How do you like settle in and and really hear the breath of the home and and what would flow with the home how do you tune in like that when you've got of course your client who's probably has a certain amount of nerves about a big investment you know of course yeah and i think it's just and a lot of times like the homes just at least the last two homes that i've come into like i walk into them and it's like i'm home you know, you just have this feeling where you walk in and you just, you know, and it's like, there, there's no like second guessing. It's just like, so this is where I'm supposed to live. <laughs> it's just, this is it, you know, and, 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 and you also know when a home's not for you and you walk in and you don't feel expansive and you don't feel oh good. And, is so, so I just, I just feel like to me, it's just an inherent thing that, that comes over you. It's like, it just comes over you in all the senses. And it's just an inner knowing for me, at least I know everyone has their different ways. And sometimes we have to move because circumstances are, are in that space and that's what we have to do, but it's still our, you know, call to the home. Well, our home is our body, no matter what. So, I mean, being okay with your outside surroundings begins in the in the body, in the center of mm -hmm. ourselves. 
But, oh, there's nothing like loving where you live and where you place the home of your body so you feel profoundly comfortable, so you can progress emotionally and physically with whatever your yeah. dreams are that you're trying to weave into existence. Absolutely. And I love that you talked about the center and being our body because this week on my you know, solo episode, we're going to be talking about the center of the home and having that piece of the home being the center, being the unity, being self-love. Um, it's the connection, you know, of, of all those things. And, and I feel like you completely embody, you know, that and, and holding space for not only your home, but your family and, and being that rock, being that center. Thank you, sweetie. It's super intentional. I don't know how pleased my teenagers would be with that today, but I do know that they're benefiting from it. I have a, a public-facing job. I work in, like, relaxation, ASMR, magic, all the things, and with my tarot business. And they can run, but they can't hide, but literally all their friends are following me. So <laughs> all their friends are, like, seeking out and sharing what it is to have their own intuition celebrated and um yeah this new place that i'm working now i have my back to the west and i'm facing my open floor plan i'm facing the center of the house which is my kitchen and that's just one of the things i was so happy that all like the cooking and the food was in the center it it makes me feel like i feel about our body because the cauldron of our body is our belly, the seat that like you were talking about with your singing bowl, having that like sacral um, focus. I, I think rooting ourselves into the belly and like the pelvic floor, it's just where the listening has to come from, from that inner, inner source. And um, food's the best way to get people relaxed and to open up and to share what they're going through. And whenever I want to, you know, connect with my family, it's always through the belly. That's beautiful. Are you, are there any recipes or certain dishes that really unites everyone together or brings you back that you can cook up in that beautiful kitchen to, to bring magic back when sometimes it feels like it's, you know, frayed out or- Right, right. When things are wrong, <laughs> um, you know. Things are crazy. I definitely took from my mother um, growing herbs and making brews, you know, making infusions or teas, depending on where you live and who you are. Right. You can refer to that, but like a nice, lovely, hot beverage. That is like our thing in a really big way. My kids are into it as well. We have favorite recipes, but it's more like feasts. Like you're talking about the, the key word on the card is feast. Yes. Like on winter solstice, when you created these um, candles, it's yeah. all about our midnight feast on winter solstice. So we're about like observing those eight natural turns of the wheel that are the natural uh -huh. holidays, you know, with the solstices mm -hmm. and the equinoxes and the cross quarter turns as well. And so that's all about cooking big feasts on those days. We do on Thursdays, we do what we just called culture night. My son has a um, app on his phone that's like a wheel that spins with all the countries yeah. in the world. And he'll spin the wheel and whoever's turn it is cooks that Thursday feast. That's our culture night feast. And I have this dream, Rachel. Oh my gosh, I have this dream. 
of creating a video once a week for my YouTube channel that just has like ambient view of whatever the feast is that's being cooked, like hands and ingredients. And then you can hear like subtle, you know, voices chatting, a, a way that folks can connect. And I, my dream is to upload it for Sundays and just have it be called Sunday Supper. So if you ever just need that peace and relaxation that you could like tune into my channel for a half hour and just maybe do your own cooking, get inspired by whatever is going on with my plants. Like I have a plant that just sprouted all these little baby leaves. So I'm starting to capture little videos of our Thursday culture night that I want to turn into these like Sunday suppers because it's such a weird time right now where we are, can kind of be connected and kind of not. You know, you can't always be with your loved ones right now to just create a loving place for each of us to be individually inspired that we can bring to our own loved ones. I just feel like it's so valuable right now. So that's my relationship to feasts and food right now. I have so many recipes I love with my own coven. I share recipes. I just shared a curry recipe that I just absolutely love, a soup recipe I love, a golden milk recipe that I love. And yeah, so it's usually something that's like warms your belly. Oh, I love it. And, and you know, talking about sacred space, you're creating the sacred space for people to see and to hear and to be part of when they're not, you know, in these big families or in these groups and they, you know, might be missing home or, you know, are too far away to connect and... Oh, that's just so gorgeous. I'm kind of preparing myself for my kids to move too. They're really, really excited for the wrap-up of high school and to move on, whatever that looks like. They chat all the time about like doing a semester abroad or a gap year and traveling. And I mean, they're just feeling into their dreams and our dinner conversations are all about that. They're both involved with um, Model United Nations where they you know, challenge one another to debate the world's problems and come up with solutions. And so they're really learning so much about the world and they bring it back to our dinner table. We have a round dinner table in the middle of my open floor plan. So it's all about circles, you know? It's all about keeping the energy building and growing and expanding. And all the other things too. I mean, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like it's all just like this little positive whoop-de-doo vibe. I mean, kids have a lot of pressure on them right now. I've got a son and a daughter and the pressure on folks to have a certain kind of body and a certain kind of presentation in the world when really we're magical. Our bodies are circles. We are made of droplets of water that are meant to expand and contract. We're literally made to change sizes. So the all the focus in my life is about that center of the house, folks feeling good about feeding themselves, feeling good about nourishing themselves, enjoying the sensation of having a full belly. It's with a lot of intention. I live in a beach town. It's Bikiniville over here. <laughs> it's important that folks can love themselves as they're meant to change into different sizes bikinis for the their entire life exactly yeah oh my goodness yeah the pressure is is huge and and how old are they and what what grades are they in 
Yeah, I've got a sophomore and a junior. Um, my daughter's a sophomore okay. and my son's a junior, and they're both into, like, you know, ocean wellness and ocean sports and surf. And um, one of my kids works at a surf shop, and my other kid's getting ready to work at the state beach. And so, wow. yeah, it's it's a lot of beautiful things and a lot of things that need to be filtered out. And I just love that they can come back home and share what they've learned in the world and then also be open to sharing their dreams because I feel like so many times, at least, you know, when I was growing up, like speaking, you know, these dreams or, you know, taking a gap year or doing something alternative or different always felt like that was like a no-no zone or, you know, it's so taboo. It's like you, you can't go there, you know, and to have parents and, and support to, to really hold space to let them expand and to let them experiment and try things out. That's, I mean, you're you're holding it all together. I feel like you are the cauldron. I kind of feel like the cauldron right now. <laughs> it's very <laughs> And you know, now that things are shifting a little bit and they're developing more independence, I've got one of them that's driving and one of them that's learning to drive uh-huh. and their friends are coming and going in a unique new yeah. way. They've really gotten into being out Outdoors. My son started an outdoors club at his school, and they were contacted by the Laguna Marine Mammal Rescue Center. So he's been really into, like, being outside and helping with whatever their efforts are. Um, and, you know, living by the beach is just its own super magical giant cauldron, you know. That's, yeah, absolutely. It's always changing. So, oh, my um, God trying to keep everybody on bikes as much as possible just letting mm-hmm. the wind be in their hair and not as maybe concerned about you know their makeup or their right. you know their looks or who they're hanging out with you know like in my son's in junior year it becomes really social lots of parties lots of stuff mm-hmm. just always trying to encourage them to make sure there's a bonfire and they're outside and they're having as much yeah. like reverence and awe of being under the stars and being near the ocean as possible. They're both really into camping with their friends and it's really, really helpful. It's been a really good reset in many, many ways too. And I'm just so grateful that my home has helped me to uh, meet these challenges, you know, with an open mind. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we were just talking about the ocean and we just moved um, near the water um, the summer of last year and just going out to the water and, and, you know, seeing the expansiveness of it, it's just like, it blows my mind every single day. And, you know, just the healing properties of that water, you know, to, to ground and to center and to also release, you know, dipping our feet into that salt water to pull those toxins out or pull the things so out. True. You know, it can't just only be in our brain. We have to, like, let our body be this thing that's a sponge. It's porous. It's meant to, like, pull things in, magnetize, and it's meant to release. And when you live by the ocean, the moon, you just see, affects our water pool and the moon tide of our body, too. So, I don't know, lunar practices and... um reverence for the body being aqueous watery is is they go hand in hand so along with like the eight turns of the wheel which is a whole year the eight 
phases of the moon in a full lunation are a really fabulous way that I, you know, offer stability and love and sacred space to my family as well. And I love that you honored the moon and all of her cycles in your your cards. If you know, she's got every single phase of this moon and and um, throughout all the cards, you know, from the darkness to the gibbous and it's just it's it's honored throughout all of it. That little baby was made in 2020, so honestly, I needed it to be fun. So literally, it begins at the first. If if your listeners know tarot, you know that it begins with the fool. It's the fool's journey. So we begin the fool's journey on the new moon, which is the first phase of the moon. And you can use the deck as a flip book and see all the phases of the moon travel in a row, you watch the moon flip through um, almost um, eight times, right? It's an 80 card deck. So it's almost 10 times actually. I mean, it's genius. It's fun. Well, all the phases of the moon have a different representation too. And that's, the moon helps me with raising my family. It's not just my job, right? Because I love like the moon phases I work with in the work that I do as a tarot reader and as a magical person, as a witch, all the things. And so, yeah, so each phase of the moon, like new moons are for initiations. So I have a key word for all those different phases. The phase that we're recording this in right now is really lovely. It's the waxing crescent moon phase when we nurture and protect the little sprout of our dreams. So like the new moon, the first phase is the seed. The next phase, the waxing crescent moon is the sprout. And then you've got this um, first quarter moon phase. Oh, wait, today's the first quarter moon, isn't it? I think so, because um, I think last Monday was the new moon. So Mm -hmm. for first quarter moons, that's for divination. That's when you do your prayerful work to be open to spiritual guidance and whatever that looks like for you. And so all those eight phases capture every part of your life. And it makes space for you to be in your joy and be in your sorrow as equal teachers, right? So um, it just, it's really fun. And I think that eight phases are really kind of easy to remember. It's not like you have to, you know, memorize 50 things. It's like these gentle ideas and you can look up and see the moon at night and go, okay, it's time for me to really, even though I, you know, I might be going through some things right now, It's the full moon and it's time for me to celebrate my life exactly as it is. Warts and all, beauty and pain and all exactly as it is. You know, so we're not always wishing for something that's in the future or wishing that we were back in some phase of the past. We're celebrating right now with every full moon. So I don't know, the moon gives me organization. Absolutely. And just being aware and conscious of it is such an advantage to be able to to use that energy when we're in work, when we're relating to others, knowing when we're, you know, at our brightest and, and when we also need to go within and we need to have some quiet time. So true. Absolutely. Like that third quarter moon phase when we can really let go consciously Mm -hmm. cut cords with any energy that is not in the flow of our life where we can edit like it's a great time if you're a writer to really like 
let go of ideas or if you're a designer like you are Rachel like let's just say okay these are the top two ideas everything else is going to go back in the file for another project or whatever and same thing with like our homes you know things are going to be accumulating probably within that first you know moon phase and then once we get to that third quarter it's like okay let's clear it out let's declutter let's you know donate let's you know shift some stuff i you know, I think that'll be a very interesting practice. I'm looking around my place right now, like, oh my gosh, things are accumulating. It's like, we're going to be having to do a purge here soon. Well, it's cool because we're on that first quarter moon right now. And you can literally say to spirit, like, show me the glow on something that's really key to focus on right now and let everything else fall away. And then after we do that last quarter moon phase, we still have another really powerful moon phase, which is when we do our manifesting, which is that final waning crescent moon phase or the balsamic moon, where we literally see the empty cauldron. What do we need? What are we truly trying to call in? And then after that, you rest. The new moon is when you rest. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got its rhythm. It's spiraling. It's got its cycles. It's like, okay, this makes sense. I feel like, you know, so much of everything seems so linear. And it's like, it's not. It's like, let's let's go back. Let's spiral back. Let's 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 take a look at how this can unwind or, or spin forward. And it really is a center point for all of us. Like, we all have the moon. The moon is for everyone. Nobody owns the moon. And there's always an awe to beauty. There's always that, you know, point where we look up and just go, look at our satellite. Look at look at the beauty and the moon glow and the moon shadows and the moonbeams. It's all so gorgeous. And all of us have it in the whole world. I feel kind of guilty mentioning this because all of my brews I make with moon-infused water, on the full moon, I put a big glass jug out side in my garden um, just to charge with the moon's energy with the full moon's energy and that's what I cook with that's what I make my witch's brews out of that's what I make my soups out everything there's always my big glass jug of moon infused water in my house it's just again it's just such a beautiful happy practice and so if anybody's curious about how to add magic into their day-to-day life and work with the moon, step one, just charge a big natural vessel, glass or ceramic by the light of the moon. Just leave it out and you don't have to have a garden for that. You can put it in a windowsill or even the wall where you know the moon will pass by and charge it with your intention. Don't put crystals in the water, but crystals around the glass jug. Um, That's one of my favorite things in the whole world. And then add some drops of this moon infused water to your spray bottles for watering your plants or just for keeping like an orchid nice and misted um, so you can like just bring in that simple lunar practice. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to ask you, you know, what rituals you're practicing, but this sounds like a very um, integrated practice that you, you're you doing with the moon and, yeah. and your water. And then I also noticed that you have sprays that you also create and you yeah. have a moon spray. Is that right? That's and- the first product I ever had with AngelaMaryMagic.com was my spell sprays. They're called Atmosphere Mist. And there's three yes. formulas. One is for protection and one is for 
moon magic and manifestation and one is for your sensuality and it's a little bit more for like your sexy kind of like you know your linen spray um right. so you know i i can't get enough and so i collected some water in lourdes france in the 90s and i've been nurturing that as a mother water in my house that i mm -hmm. infused with my moon with my lunar charged water and that's what I use for my spell sprays. But um, I have different themes every month in my little public coven. And yeah. um, the theme last month was altars. And I made a video about ancestral altars. And the core of it was the moon water, the moon infused water, as it relates to the roots of the plants. And so yeah. I have a practice every morning of getting up and I have this little glass atomizer sprayer um, that I use to kind of like wake up my house with the dreams of everybody in my household. So I kind of keep that on my dining room table. And right when I wake up, mm -hmm. I turn on the kettle and then I spray all the plants just to like let them know we're awake now yeah. and these are the dreams that we had through the night oh, absorb God. them and communicate them to the rest of the world <laughs> I love caring for roots, things you can't see that are below the surface Yeah. oh my gosh, that's just gorgeous um, and then with your sprays are, do they have aromas infused into them? oh yeah, aromatherapy yeah, big time. I I um before I was like doing magic as my full time job, I've been a hairdresser my whole life. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I you know, really got super super into aromatherapy because I was raised with that. That you know we had really simple magical practices in my childhood, and so my mom would you know kind of create her own essential oils with whatever we were growing in the garden. And I just knew how I could enhance my mood or I could shift my mood or administer to my body through the olfactory. That is the sense of the body that changes your brain chemistry the fastest is your nose. So yeah, the sprays all have three different formulas, three different aromas that are either like calming, stimulating, or just soothing in general. And uh, they're very unique. I don't really say what essential oils that I use. Yeah, yeah. Because some of them I use like real plants as oh well. And, and they're not always available. I have a few right now <laughs> in my shop, but they're not always available because they're really intense to make. They're not like a room spray that you buy at Urban Outfitter. Mm -hmm. They're they're not mass right. produced at all. It's all right. really, that's the same with my tarot deck. Really small batch, artisanal, Everything locally accessed and made really slow magic. And that's what works for me. I love it. And it feels so, so good. Just touching all the things that you make and connecting with that energy and intention that you put into all of it. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. Thank you. Yes. And um, so what's, what's brewing for you right now? What do you have? I know you spoke a little bit about your Patreon and your coven. What, what's, what's, what's happening? 
Honestly, my main vein is my YouTube channel. I mean, more and more as like, I love community and I love communing with others. And we're, our commonality is Modern Witches Confluence. And that's what I absolutely love working with them. And I create a live stream on every new moon that is with the founder of Modern Witches oh. on my YouTube channel. But I yeah. love ASMR. I love soothing, relaxation, magic, not all hardcore, whispery, tapping ASMR, just peaceful videos where you can um, just have a moment, get some inspiration, um, find a different way to reconnect with your body. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love Patreon and I can't thank you enough for helping me have the courage to jump in in that way. Since 2019, a lot of folks have asked me to do a Patreon. It's kind of hand in hand with YouTube and I know with podcasts too, but I wouldn't have had the courage to do it if you wouldn't have invited me onto your Patreon. I'm so, you know, blown away with what that's been, you know, um, having that little sacred coven inside. One of the tiers is a smaller, um, limited to just 33 souls um, in my little coven. And that's been a source of real comfort and joy to have people that you can get close with and you can you know see on a regular basis so i live stream over there which i absolutely love i love spontaneous magic but honestly making videos honey i'm about cranking videos right now and always staying connected with modern witches always yeah and and you know i have to thank you too because in september i had like it i burnt out and um i was just gonna unplug everything i was ready to shut down the patreon i was ready i was like even gonna be like i'm done with instagram done with everything and i know and i reached out to you (laughs) and we did a facetime call and i was in the middle of like my work day you know at a a, you know working in a at a showroom picking out furniture or whatever and and you're like i can i can talk right now like okay we like i ran out there and (laughs) you just like you brought me back and you like you know, you can still keep this going. You don't have to give so much and and people want to support you and I want to support you. And how can we do this? And I was, and that was just this light bulb went off and I was like, oh my God, like, you know, and, and if I hadn't continued on, this would not have come to be because this was a seed that was planted and it didn't quite sprout until the very beginning of, of January. And then all of a sudden I just went and, and I was like, that's just what, was coming. This was what was happening. And there was that time of, of quietness between September and December. And I remember like in December, I was so stuck and I was like, nothing's happening. I don't know what's next. I don't know what's what's going on. And and then all of a sudden this portal opened in January and boom, it was like, it hit me so hard. But I would not have been here if you hadn't said, no, 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 let's, let's, let's keep this going. And, and you don't have to give as much as you're giving. Well, bless your soul. I'm glad that's what you captured from it. Here's the thing. When it comes to living a magical life, a life where there's a regard for what's sacred, it's about developing a different quality of listening where you can let yourself be guided and always have this reverence for what is sacred in your life, which means you have to enjoy the things that are in your life when they're working and let them go when they're not. And with the way that these portals are set up, like Patreon, 
It's when folks like me want to support folks like you because you're an, you're a creator. You're out there doing yeah. this valuable thing. Your card of the day has saved my booty so many times on Instagram. <laughs> and, and it's just about letting people support you sometimes, which is really hard to do as a creator. So I applaud you for being able to um, be peaceful and let yourself be supported. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I mean, just having community and having other people that are like-minded or that, you know, connect in this this way is, is so important. And part of, you know, creating this podcast is to be able to connect with people that don't have, you know, their community right next to them and and know that they're not alone. Like we're all connected. We're we're all here and, you know, we go through all these things and we can support each other. I cannot wait to enjoy your podcast when I'm doing all the things like we said from the very beginning. I mean when we're taking care of our home, when we're taking care of our body um, and not able to watch a video or not able to go to a live stream, like we still got to fold that laundry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's fun is is being able to pop something in like this and do our laundry. It's like <laughs> exactly we're getting we're getting all those things together. Oh, Angela, this has just been so beautiful. And. Um, I'll definitely put all, all these magical things, your sprays and your your cards. And um, how can those that are listening get a hold of you? How can we follow you and support you? I mean, even if folks don't feel like they want to join my Patreon, subscribing to my YouTube channel really is so incredibly encouraging and helpful. And it doesn't cost anything. You don't have to commit to anything. But when you tap that little notification bell or comment on a video, it, it creates so much good in the world with the magic of air because digital creations are air. <laughs> air-based and if you want to give that little gift of just honestly subscribing it it matters it really creates such a pathway where that algorithm can find us all angela mary magic magic with a ck magic um angela mary magic.com angela mary magic on youtube angela mary magic on Patreon, um, Instagram. I love tweeting. And uh, my daughter keeps telling me she wants to work for me now and help me with TikTok. I would love to rock a little TikTok affirmation channel. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. The whole space for my Sunday supper idea. I really want to do that Sunday supper weekly video. Just a cozy little like recipe in the description and like just a soft music and just an easy vibe. I love it. And and who knows, by the time this um, episode comes out, you may have already been doing that. <laughs> Let's just keep <laughs> Everything goes really straight in 2022 because honestly, those are beautiful numbers. 2022 is gorgeous and I'm, I'm about it. I'm having to unlearn some habits that I have of overworking too, Rachel. You're not alone, hon. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. This is going to be awesome. So well done. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. Thank you. Me too, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. You have been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Kinseth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry and special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, 
please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E, and find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.